Hello, and welcome to Leaned In, hosted by Rachel Milo, CEO of the Shawnee Forward Business Alliance, a podcast sparked by Shawnee, Oklahoma's destination as the number one city in Oklahoma for women-owned business, where 49.4% of all businesses are women-owned. Here, you will be inspired by the personal experiences and learn from the expertise of these women leaders who are leaned in. Welcome back, everybody, to the Leaned In podcast. Here we are in 2023 and our first podcast of the season. I'm so excited. I have a great guest with us today, and she is a process improvement consultant. And you just kind of think about um, what we do every day, and you think, oh, I could really use one of those. Um, And she is a process improvement consultant for one of Oklahoma's largest utility companies. And today I have the honor and the pleasure of introducing you to another great Pottawatomie resident, Amy Jenkins. Amy, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. I'm always excited to to meet with friends and talk to them and, and catch up. So I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Well, we're so glad that you're here today. We're glad that you joined us. And for those of you who may not know, sometimes we record these pretty early in the morning. So it's not everybody's favorite time. Are you a morning person? I am not a morning person. <laughs> right. Um, I was excited this morning. My dog normally wakes me up before the alarm and I got to reverse that role and, and wake her up oh, to be nice. here and and make a nice little coffee stop on the way to to ease the pain. Awesome. I see you visited scooters this morning. Absolutely. I got to get my caramelicious. That's right. My nice little coffee fix with a, a an extra little shot to make sure that you we get- we were we were ready for today. <laughs> <laughs> and your puppy dog's name? Lucy. Lucy. Lucy likes to get uh, the head start, but you got to wake her this morning. So um, process improvement consultant for a large utility company, which I'm sure has tons of processes and procedures and tons of handbooks and tons of things that can be reviewed all the time. But tell us a little bit, Amy, what do you do? So in short, my job is to make life easy, right? That That's my goal. Um, but realistically, the way we do that, we sit down and we look at your process and, and we say, what's working for you? What's not? And can we get rid of some of those pain points that, that aren't yeah. working, right? Um, so that's one thing. The other thing, we're a regulated company, so lots of new things come down uh, the, the, the pipe, so to speak, and say, hey, you guys got to implement this. And so we can sit down and look at your existing process and say, how do we do this in the most painless way possible for your team? How can we introduce this new regulatory piece and make that work for you? And how long have you been doing that? I am starting my fourth year doing that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, before we got on, you were telling me um, about one opportunity where you had a chance to just make a recommendation for a, a low-cost, no-cost um, process improvement. But tell us, um, in whether it's that story or another one, but maybe give us an example of some someone coming to you and making a request and then you being able to kind of watch it all the way through. You know, some of them are pretty simple, um, as simple as, you know, before I officially took this role, we sat down and, and uh, I, I was sending out packets to customers, right? And and it was in the, we're going to print off about 
30, 40 pages worth of information. We're going to put it in this really nice glossy folder and we're going to mail it to you and it's going to have business cards in it. We were spending $4 on postage alone, Mm -hmm. not to mention custom printed envelopes, custom printed folders, and thousands of dollars a year going into these and being able to say, I can, I can make this electronic for you. Nice. And, and the interesting piece was nobody ever called us out of those folders, right? We sent all those out and we were so proud of them. <laughs> we never got really much feedback from anybody. And, and, and most of them said, oh, I haven't had time to really read that packet yet. Or what packet? Yes. And, yeah. and so just being able to say, let's do that via email. Let's send them links to our website. It's already there. Yep. Let's set this up. Yep. It saved me bukus of time to not print and staple and put that together. But it saved us money yeah. to not have to do all that printing and postage. And some of them can be that that simple. Yeah. Um, others, we really sit down. Uh, we have rebates. You know, and so we sit down and say, hey, what is what takes four to six weeks to process that rebate? Yeah. C- can we get them their money quicker? Ah, uh, so right. we've sat down and, and looked and we're still looking and still going through some of those um, because there's so many moving pieces. Mm-hmm. We find we're like, yeah, we could do something here. And we realize, oh, before we do that, we need to do this. Yep. And every time we dig in, right, we dig a little bit deeper and go, oh, but we got to do this first. Right. And then we got to do this first. Um, so lots of things still in motion mm-hmm. that are happening. Um, and, and some of those can take a long time. Some of them, like the folder, they're really pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a, a great thing for uh, large companies to uh, invest in, right, that somebody really looks at those processes all the time. And so um, that's a great, great job and a great role. But I'm guessing in your childhood you didn't, say, hey, I want to grow up and become said process improvement consultant. What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm one of those people that I changed my mind all the time growing (laughs) up. I had so many, Um, you know, whether I would meet somebody and I was like, oh, that's a really cool job. Or I would see these jobs on TV and I'm like, yeah, I want to do that now. You know, there was always something new and exciting. And to be honest, I'm still a a lot that way. (laughs) Um, I I liked I see something excited and I chase after it. Um, but probably the one I wanted to be the, for the longest amount of time was an attorney. I thought that was, you know, I watched all the very dramatic TV shows and, and I was going to, you know, come in and and be this really great attorney and just save the day. Oh yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Hey, I don't blame you though. I mean, who doesn't want to grow up and be an attorney Attorney. at some point in their life, right? Right. Um, and so tell me a couple of, uh, a couple of the stops you made along the way between the childhood version of an attorney to now, like what were some of maybe the key career turns that you took to get here? Well, um, to be honest, I did sit down with, um, an attorney, right. (laughs) In in high school and did some job shadowing and realized that child wasn't quite as sexy as I thought it was going to be, you know? Uh, we did about two to three days worth of research and we were ready to go to court and I was all excited because this is, this is, this is what you prepare for. Right. right? right. And 10 minutes later we were done yeah. and we walked out and it was over. And I was like, all of that for that, <laughs> like that, that, I, and I was at that moment, I was pretty well done. So I was like, what? So disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I was very involved in, in FFA and farming and agriculture. And uh, I enjoyed writing. I enjoyed public speaking. I enjoyed doing those things. And so I pursued a degree in agricultural communications. Okay. Um, so that was, that was interesting. Um, I still love it. I still love what I did, um, and was very interested in, um, doing things to help promote the family farm, which was, uh, a little idealistic, right? Because the family farm can't afford a communications person. No, no. Right. So, um, you know, that, that was there, um, and, and I, you know, I pursued those opportunities. Sure. Um, I did a lot of work from home. And what I found out at uh, the time I was coming out and learning to do websites and pamphlets, technology was catching up so quickly. High school students could do those same websites mm-hmm. the way that I was doing. They could do the pamphlets and make them look almost as professional, right? Yeah. And so that's what you were competing with was uh, I'm charging – an hour to build your website. And there's a high school student who will do it for five. Right. Right. And, and so at that point, you know, I just, what am, what am I going to do? Where, where am I going to land? Um, and I I had an aunt say, Hey, the utility company is hiring in the call center, you know? And she said, it may not be where you want to be, but it'd be a good fit in the door. You can see, you know, we only hire from within. Yeah. And so maybe you see something else that, that you want to do or be while you're there. Yeah. Um, so that was in 2005. Okay. And here, here I'm still there. There you are. Um, very right. much, um, very much liking what yeah. I do. I went back to grad later. school. Yeah. yeah. I went back to grad school and got my MBA while I was okay. there and, and um, have had a lot of different roles at the company. Mm-hmm. Back to that kid who always had 20 different jobs she wanted to be. The utility company really lets me do that. I get yeah. to to kind of peek into different projects and mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, what's going on over here? And what's happening over here?" And so all these different things, I kind of get a way to to do that. And my job is never really the same no. every day. Right. That's neat. That's neat. And so as you've you've been there eighteen years, you've had a lot of different bosses, probably a lot of different peers that you've worked with. Um, tell me a little bit about maybe one boss or mentor that's really shaped um, you as a person and as a leader. You know, I, I think that probably one of the best bosses I had really taught me how to negotiate. Mm, that's and a big skill. It's it's a big skill, yeah. you know. And I always went in, you know, maybe other women can relate to this. I don't know. Um I wasn't necessarily raised this way, but in the corporate environment, there was always this pressure, I felt like, for women to be so polite, to get along with everyone, to be this very cordial, always very happy, you know, you, you know how to make everybody happy. I actually had a boss who said, your job is to keep everybody happy. Okay. Okay. Right. So that yeah. that's a lot yeah. of pressure to keep everybody happy. <laughs> No doubt. Um, and so, you know, fast forward a few years and, you know, I had a boss say, what is it? You're not going to make everybody happy. Like you have this very unrealistic expectation. Yeah. And and that's not going to work. So in, in negotiating um, very much, he said, we're, we're here for a win-win situation. We want something good for them. We want something good for you. Mm-hmm. It's okay to compromise. 
but it's okay to walk away from the table too. And there's no hard feelings. There's nothing wrong. Just saying, hey, this opportunity doesn't fit everybody at the table. Right. And it's okay to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. And that for me was like, I, I can just walk away. That's right. I can just say this doesn't work. And it, it was life altering for me. <laughs> <laughs> and now a brief pause in your podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Fiona Shaughnessy, and I'm the account executive with Shawnee Forward. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Shawnee Forward's ambassador program. Our ambassador program is a great way to learn more about what's going on within the community and to build meaningful relationships with local professionals. If you have any questions on how to become a part of Shawnee Forward's ambassador program, I'd love to hear from you at membership at shawneeforward.com. And now, back to Leaned In. I think that's um, a great lesson uh, to learn and, and to kind of get over the idea that um, your job is not always to make everybody happy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so that leads me to um, one of the questions I like to ask people is, what's one of the most, like, crucial conversations you've had to have as a leader? And so knowing that you don't always make somebody happy – or that may not be the conversation. Um, what's a really crucial conversation you've had to have? You know that the same company, and and I lo- I love this company. One of the things I love about them is they're working so hard to be inclusive and diverse. And so, uh, well, a lot of our listeners may not know I'm a wheelchair user. I have muscular dystrophy, and so they reached out to me and said, "Hey, um, we want to talk to you. We want to know um, how inclusive are we really." To, yeah. to employees with disabilities. What are we doing well? What are we not doing well? Like, give us give us the dirt. Yeah. And, you know, uh, going in and sitting down with executives and telling executives of a very large company that, <laughs> hey, this is what you're doing wrong? Yeah. You got to change? Yeah. Was, was pretty nerve-wracking, yeah. right? And so I sat down and... Um, you know, the, the same boss that taught me to negotiate said, Hey, we can, we can practice this conversation first. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let, let's do that. And yeah. so I sit down and I just said, here's, here's what I see. Here's what's working. Here's what's not. And he's like, great, go tell him. <laughs> like that was it. Yeah. There was no, yeah. yeah, there was nothing. And all of us, that took a lot of pressure off, yeah. right. Sure. To just go in and say, you know, here's what I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it was important to really sit back and realize they just don't know. Yeah. I mean, right. the light bulbs that went off in their head, they've never had that experience. Yeah. And so for them to say, gosh, I really thought yeah. that we covered everything. I thought we were doing that. Mm-hmm. But we see your point. Yes. Yeah. Um, was, was huge for yeah. me. But it was a very, uh, very nerve-wracking conversation. And, you know, I think the – the biggest thing that made it work was coming in with the perspective that they just don't know. Yeah. Not that they're mean, not that they're bad. I didn't go in and point fingers and just say, could we do this? Could we do that? Mm -hmm. Right. Right? And I think that's the important part of crucial conversations is to assume best intent Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and just say, what can we do? That's right. And I, and I appreciate that a lot. And um, it, let's talk a little bit ab- about being in a wheelchair and in the workforce and having some of those conversations, not only with your bosses, but peers, and then even your, um, let's say your vendors that you use a lot. 
what are some of um, what are some of those most common things that we take for granted that you have to navigate just to do business with us? You know, for me, parking is is a big thing. Okay. Um, so I I use a wheelchair accessible van, yeah. um, and those those ramps require quite a bit of distance for you to be able to get out. Yeah. Um, and they provide you know, all these little lines that say don't park here. Yes. Um, It takes me every square inch of those lines to get out. They do not give you any extra. Yeah. And it's something I did before I had a wheelchair. You pull it and you park. And maybe you're touching the line or you're a little bit crooked and you're in a hurry and you're like, shh. For somebody in a wheelchair, they now can't get in or out. Yeah. And they're in a position where either they have to call the store and say, can can you page this person and have yeah. them leave? Or they leave and find a different parking space or, or somewhere to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another one is I, I love a lot of our downtowns and, and their history. Yep. But a lot of our downtown areas are not set up. Uh, they were built before ADA. Yeah. Um, so they, they're grandfathered in and they don't have to meet those uh, same requirements. And so a lot of downtown districts, uh, older districts in town are not set up to be accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a real challenge, right? I mean, um, you want to have access to everything and when you can't park, right? Yeah. Or get in and out of the doors yeah. or up the ramps, yeah. um, that's a real thing. And and so we can all be more conscious about that, conscientious okay. about that. Um, and so tell me um, a little bit about uh, tell me a little bit about your muscular dystrophy and um, and life with that. So muscular dystrophy, I have a form. There's there's over forty some odd forms okay. of muscular dystrophy. It's a huge umbrella. I have a form called Charcot Marie Tooth. Okay. Um, it's genetic, okay. generally. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you in the area who might know my you know my dad. Um, is who I inherited it from, but he was the first person in his family to have it. So for most families, there's that one person who has the the first genetic mutation okay. um, that that puts out those symptoms, and then after that, it, it's very genetic. Um, he he has two children. We both have the same uh, form of muscular dystrophy, and he has one granddaughter who has the same form as well so all all the the children in his family um, have muscular dystrophy and so it is um what they call a peripheral nerve disease okay and so those nerves are the ones that affect our fingers our toes they're the ones that are farthest away from kind of the core of our body okay and so what happens is that your fingertips and your your toe tips the the nerve doesn't receive the signal quite as well as it should and so that causes muscle weakness and over time it goes from your toe tips to maybe your whole foot to your ankle you know and so it's a progressive disease um it it impacts everybody differently at different speeds um and so i i probably saw the more severe symptoms earlier in life than my sister or you know my father did um, and, and we see their disease progressing a little more now. Um, and, and so everybody's a little different, even though you have the same disease in the yeah. way that maybe it impacts you. But um, it can impact 
kind of your balance and okay. and how you walk because you don't have a lot of feeling yeah, in your feet. Right. And our so, toes are really our steadier, right? Right. They're your steadier. Like, and yeah. if there's not muscle there to really kind of curl them up and yeah. do that, that doesn't work as well. Um, it can impact what they call fine motor skills. So doing things like buttoning a shirt, really small things. Um, even handwriting, our handwriting is, is typically a little sloppier <laughs> than others, right? Because it just right. doesn't. Yeah. That hand-eye coordination. Um, we're really bad gamers. Uh, oh, yeah, trying to use the joystick and watch and, you know, all of those things. Um, you know, using a mouse on your computer would, would kind of be equivalent uh -huh. to, to being a gamer, right? Everyday yeah. things. Trying to type. Um, we don't have feeling in our fingertips, so am I pushing one key or two keys? Mm -hmm. um, so all little things like that. Yeah. Um, there's definitely tips and tricks to to get over those or yes. around those, and technology is very much our friend For sure. uh, there. Uh, but definitely, I think the the thing that makes it great is it teaches you to be flexible. Yeah. It teaches you to adapt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and those are important in today's really fast-moving corporate world and you know I, I've had it since I was six and so I look around and I'm thinking gosh these people are really but you can tell they've never really had to flex or yeah. adapt and 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 for me it's just such a natural thing yes. I really have to step back and realize like oh not everybody has the same experience yeah, yeah. Right? right and this is this is something you bring to the table that you help people with um, that, that maybe they're not so comfortable doing. Well, if we could all just be, if, if we could all be so kind as to think not everyone has the same experience, right? Just in life. I mean, it's a really great motto, right? It's not everyone has the same experience. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we write policies and we, we make predictions or statements based on our own experience but the reality is unless we listen and we watch and we learn we don't realize that not everybody has the same experience yeah. right yeah and it's it's really hard to do some to, to constantly think right yeah. it's 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 a challenge I find myself making assumptions all the time and then I have to back up and go Oh, that was horrible. What were you thinking? <laughs> now that's just truth, right? Right. There, that's, that's just, just it, right? Why so you got to back up and go, maybe I should have <laughs> talked to a few more people before I made that decision. Maybe so. Maybe so. I love it. Well, I think we can take a lot of great lessons from you, Amy. And I'm so glad that you um, agreed to come spend an early morning with me, despite not loving early mornings. <laughs> well, I was, I've really enjoyed being here and it, worth the early morning and you know you can never turn down a, a little nice coffee treat to that's get you started right. that's so. right and um as you kind of mentioned uh your father uh, volunteers for us uh jim jenkins whom i adore with all of my soul <laughs> um he volunteers for us on fridays and and helps us answer phones and do research and and he is a jewel of a person just as you are and so um Amy, continue doing great things, continue opening our eyes to better processes. Um, and I love the motto, just make life easier. Yeah, thanks so much. And I hear great things. I'm looking forward to see where, where Shawnee goes in the next five, 10 years. I know there's, there's lots of things in the works. And so 
uh, Rachel, I know you're at the, the helm of that. And so um, stay in touch and, and let us know if we can, we can help um, lead that charge uh, in any way. Shawnee's a great place to be, and, and we want everybody else to know that as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. And for those of you who uh, do not already subscribe and follow the Leaned In podcast, uh, you can look for these from me every week from somebody who is doing great things in our community. And with that, have a great day and welcome to 2023.